The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you or someone you know has a child with autism in their family, answers and support can be hard to come by. Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. We will offer practical information for parents of children of all ages, as well as explore treatment topics and recent research related to autism. Now, here is this week's host. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm your host, Rob Haupt, the Vice President of Business Development for Autism Spectrum Therapies, an agency providing uh, ABA services as well as some speech OT and insurance consultation to uh, families who have children with autism uh, across the country. Uh, I'm also a board-certified behavior analyst with over 10 years' experience working with individuals with autism and related disorders. Um, Happy New Year. Uh, we're actually pre-recording this show a little early. Uh, I'm coming to you actually just before the New Year, but we should be airing uh, on New Year's Day, if not maybe a, a little bit later, to, uh, to start off a new year of Autism Spectrum Radio. Uh, I hope you guys have all had a, a fabulous holiday and really gotten to take some time to just enjoy one another and in, enjoy time with your your children, your family, your loved ones. Um, it has been a long, long year, and I think it's one that we should all celebrate. Um, not necessarily because of a success or, or any specific reason, but just the fact that it's been a long year and we've made it. We, we're in the next year. We're moving forward. Um, I, I, I personally really feel that sense of moving forward. I've talked to families across Southern California primarily, but recently to a bunch of families in New Orleans as well as Seattle. And there is that sense of it's been a tough year. Some families have said, I've, I've had personal turmoil. Some have said the funding, the insurance, this has been really hard for me. But the consensus I've gotten is that moving forward, we're, we're, we're going somewhere. We should be proud of this. We should be happy about this. We should celebrate that it's 2013 and I see that despite these bumps along the way, despite some of this confusion, I can look back and see where I started and see that we're on the path to making progress as we go forward. And that may be through a funding or through a progress or even just from a personal point of view. Um, but all of those are important. And I think all of those are equally important to each one of us and, and to our children. Um, right before Christmas, uh, speaking of turmoil and, and just, I guess, sad times, uh, I, I posted a video blog and it actually came at the request of one of my close, close friends at AST um, and one of our clinical directors 
who I've worked with for about eight years, who said, Rob, I need you to talk about the shootings in Connecticut. I need you to talk about what's going on. And she said, I, I want you to get out there. I want you to comment. I want you to be talking about it on the very next radio show that you can. And I was surprised. I was surprised she, she wanted me to do this so, so quickly. And I had said to her, you know, unfortunately, I just recorded a show, and it's going to have to be something we, we record in a few weeks' time. Um, and she explained to me why that, that wasn't going to be enough and why I needed to do a blog sooner. And she said, people are talking. People are commenting, and they're people who, I, I can't say for sure, but they don't strike me like they worked with kids with autism or they've worked with kids with Asperger's. They don't have that personal connection and experience that, that you have and we have. And, I, and it hit me that she's right. Um, this whole time, I've, I've been very cautious. I, I, the events, the shooting themselves got me uh, very scared and uh, scared for my, my children, my family, my, uh, my loved ones, um, scared for, for everyone else out there because it was so sad. And, but I, I didn't want to chime in on something that we didn't know about. You know, at the time of our last show, we really still didn't have everything figured out. And it was very surprising how much misinformation we got in those first few days about who the, who the shooter was, what happened, who was involved, um, and stories changed. And the last thing I ever want to do is spread rumors or spread gossip. Um, anyone who knows me at AST and in my life, I'm a pretty direct person. I don't know if that's the New Yorker. I don't know if that's the East Coaster. I don't know if it's uh, upbringing or just, or just my wife who is as direct. Um, I always want to speak from truth. And... I didn't know what the truth was, but my friend said to me, it doesn't matter. The truth that we need to talk about is the dialogue itself, not what happened in Connecticut, but what people are asking or talking about when it comes to Asperger's. And, and she just said that and it, it hit. I said, of course. Um, we've talked about this a little bit on the show already too. Asperger's is misunderstood and I think there's a lot of people out there making assumptions or asking questions, not out of uh, a place of hate, but out of a place of fear and uncertainty is, of what is Asperger's. Is everyone with Asperger's going to be aggressive? Is everyone going to have a short fuse? And uh, do I have to worry about what kind of triggers are going to impact someone with Asperger's and how that could help or hurt, I should say, uh, my safety or someone else's safety and well-being. And I always go back when, when I've been asked this and when we started having this conversation um, to it's a person and, and each one of us is different. And, and that was really the big focus of my blog is that we each are our own selves. And I was saying uh, somewhat to prove my point in the blog of not everyone with a beard is the same. And so, too, is not everyone with Asperger's the same. Yes, there are some people out there who have a diagnosis of Asperger's who maybe do have problems coping. But there are so, too, are every, any person out there you could find who maybe lacks the necessary coping mechanism. Um, I've worked with some individuals who have a diagnosis of Asperger's disorder who I just 
find to be the most loving, caring, thoughtful individuals. Um, I actually I spoke to all of you guys about uh, one of them not too long ago, a young man who was uh, someone I got to speak to and I got to talk to an interview in front of the leadership of AST. And he definitely has goals and targets that he can approve upon and, and he will tell you he wants to approve upon. But I, I don't know if I find a more loving and caring guy out there. He's just... A, a young man with just a, a great big heart who, as worried as he is about his own progress, is worried about me and, and my life and am I okay and how am I doing everything that I should be doing. Uh, loves to, to find out what my wife is up to and how things are going with her, um, oh, <laughs> which can be somewhat funny at times since uh, he's never met her, but, but really, really cares and, and wants to make sure that okay, Rob's wife needs to be as good as he is um, and as happy as he is. Um, and, I, and I think what's really great about this show, what's really great about the blog, and, and what I said to everyone at the time was, we have a chance to steer the conversation. Uh, we may not know every fact about what happened in Connecticut, but we do know facts about Asperger's disorder. And we do know facts about the research, and we do know facts about the science of the treatments out there, particularly ABA, and, and we can educate. And I'm not saying educate by all of us going on to the radio or the newspapers or the TV, but educating our neighbor, educating our coworker, educating our friend, and creating the community that we've all talked about. Um, sometimes it's hard to create community in the, in the bad times. It, it feels like the time to do it isn't good. And I think now's a great opportunity to continue to bring our community closer together in these hard times. Um, I know I talked about grief and lost last, lost last show and, and, and reflecting back on uh, that conversation. And uh, as I said, you know, my, my family was, was um, unfortunately in a position of loss these last few weeks. But that loss brought us closer together. Um, we celebrated a memory as well as celebrated our family and one another. And I think this is an opportunity for us to do the same, is to mourn, um, but also to educate and to get closer together as a community so we can have a better understanding of one another. So moving on to the new year, one of those community gathering events is, is upon us, and I'm really excited about our guest today, um, he is really, really actively involved in planning uh, an annual conference that I go to each year. Um, it is uh, put on by uh, ABAI, or uh, Association of Behavior Analysts uh, International. Um, they put on an annual autism conference every year, and uh, it is a conference that I really enjoy, that I feel like I constantly am motivated by, that I'm learning from. Um, but it also gives me a, a boost. It always falls in January, and it's an opportunity to start off the year with a jolt of energy, excitement, uh, knowing a little bit about the new research, hearing a little bit about best practices, um, but just bringing the ABA and the professional community together from a standpoint of learning and doing what's best for our, our consumers and our clients. And... Uh, 
our guest today is, is really going to give everyone out there some background on the conference and, and uh, ABAI International, which I think to, to all of you out there, you've probably heard me talk about it. Uh, if you've been to the AST website, to our Facebook page, you've probably heard us talk about it. But it's just a great organization, uh, some, a group that I've actually been a part of for uh, over 10 years that really brings us together as professionals to make sure we're providing best practice, uh, to learn about research from one another, um, to make sure that we're not just stuck in our bubble, but learning from this greater community around us. And with the new year upon us and with this big motivational conference, as, as I see it, uh, ahead of us, it seemed like a great opportunity to give everyone out there a little bit of a taste of it as well, um, learn a little bit more about it, and um, get some more information. So when, uh, when we get back from this break, I'm going to be joined by our, by our guest, uh, Dr. Travis Thompson, to talk a little bit about uh, ABA International and a little bit about the uh, annual autism conference that's going to be uh, put on at the end of January. So uh, we're going to take a commercial break, but stick around. We'll be right back, and we'll talk a little bit with Dr. Thompson. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we are committed to supporting families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today to let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, creating futures for individuals with autism. Visit AutismTherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. Nine different energy systems make up the energy body. Energy is all around us and connects us. Energy exerts a major control over our biology and is a big reason why you should be tuning in to energy medicine and optimal health with your host, Dr. Ann Deatley. We'll explore energy balance techniques, tips, and patterns to keep your flow of energy optimal to maintain maximal health. By adopting these techniques, you will keep your energy body and physical body in harmony. Listen for Energy Medicine and Optimal Health, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Why do people behave the way they do? The study of human behavior is one of the most interesting facets of life. Human behavior gets played out in a limitless number of ways. Now, there's a radio program that explains the why and the how of what we do. Human Behavior, What a Trip, is hosted by Dr. Jonathan Brower and will include interesting guests as well as call interaction from people like you. Let's have fun with this together. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for the host or guests, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. 
Now, back to the program. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio. Um, Today, I'm joined by Travis Thompson. And I think some of our our listeners from the early days, when the show first started, are going to remember Travis from a a previous uh, episode he aired. Um, Travis is a a licensed psychologist and is a graduate faculty member um, in the special education program at the University of Minnesota, where he's affiliated with the Autism Certificate Program. He completed his doctoral training in psychology at the University of Minnesota and did postdoctoral work at the University of Maryland. Uh, Dr. Thompson spent a year at Cambridge University in the United Kingdom and a year as a visiting scientist at the National Institute for Drug Abuse in Rockville, Maryland. Um, Dr. Thompson is also a fellow in the Association for Behavior Analysis and was past president of the Behavioral Pharmacology Society, the Division of Pharmacological and Substance Abuse, and the Division of Mental Retardation and Developmental Disabilities with the American Psychological Association. Uh, Dr. Thompson has been hugely involved in the um, ABA International as well as with a number of their conferences and I'm really excited to have him on the show today to talk about one of my favorite comp- conferences, which is coming up at the end of January, the uh, ABAI's annual autism conference. Uh, Dr. Thompson, thanks for being on the show. Thanks. It's a great pleasure to be here. Um, I'm glad you have had a chance to attend the conference. Oh, it's, it's I've actually, you know, I've wrote something for... Um, for the AST website a number of years ago about actually how it's become one of my favorite conferences and something that I look forward to each year just because of how inspirational I find some of the speakers to be because it's so diverse that I feel like I always find something that really grabs me and, and motivates me for the coming year. And the timing after New Year's is just, it's perfect. I love it. Yeah, great. Well, one of the one of the issues that uh, you have a diverse audience is that I suppose some people are not all that familiar with what ABA is, uh, and how does how does that fit into the lives of individuals with autism and their uh, caregivers and their teachers and therapists and so forth. Uh, you know, for those of you who, who aren't aware that autism uh, and ABA are sort of intertwined, although the field of applied behavior analysis, is, which is what ABA means, is really much broader than that. Uh, it's uh, it's like a, essentially ABA is almost like physiology and medicine. It's kind of the, the underpinnings of a of a way of treating or intervening. Uh, in this case, it's intervening with individuals who have learning and uh, behavioral and emotional difficulties and challenges. Um, the work first just started actually in the late 1960s, but the, the main impetus for what we now call ABA was a big study by Ivar Lovas at UCLA in the 1980s, uh, the first study that showed that any treatment, any treatment at all, but that could be effective in helping young people with autism change the course of their lives. And um, where he found that about half the kids that he treated for, I think it was three years, Mm-hmm. Um, with 30 to 40 hours a week of intervention, ended up going to school with their peers and uh, functioning more or less in the same intellectual and social language range as, as uh, the other kids, which was absolutely astounding. I, mean, I don't know, Rob, if you remember back in the old days, you know, if a child had autism, 
only about uh, 2% of them actually uh, had any kind of anything approaching that outcome. Yeah. Uh, and w- when I first started, in fact, most of the most of the individuals who had not had treatment, which is what basically happened in those days, they ended up in state institutions. And so, I mean, this was truly revolutionary, uh, and yeah. it can be attributed to basically this set of basic principles being applied really for the first time. And over the intervening years, uh, ABA has been, become much more complex, um, very different variations of these procedures. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate sometimes that people, when you hear people talk about ABA, they'll say, oh, you mean Lobos therapy. Well, no, <laughs> that's not what yeah. I mean. That's not what I mean. ABA is really a family of methods, all of which use the same principles, but they vary quite widely. I mean, some are like Lovas' original method, very um, structured and circumscribed in one setting with one therapist, and then there are others that are take place totally naturalistically in the normal environment, and it includes teachers and parents and siblings and so forth. So. Um, you shouldn't get the impression that ABA is just one thing. Um, and, in fact, this year's conference that's coming up is really an illustration of that. Most of the conference this year involves presentations about what are sometimes called naturalistic uh, interventions uh, mm-hmm. by a whole host of people talking about different kinds of problems. So, um, you know, it's basically the the notion behind behind ABA is that children will learn to do things that they're that they are uh, successful with. So, if you break complex tasks down into very simple small tasks, and you prevent cues that tell them now is the time to do this, and they do it and it succeeds, then they'll learn it. And the problem is that in the past we've tried to help them learn by using much too complicated methods. And we assumed that they could learn much larger pieces at a time than they could. And that's why, you know, until the 1980s, there were no effective interventions. Uh, So it's very uh, highly effective. I mean, I just completed a study in which we're in the process of trying to get published. Very similar findings to Lobos's. 47% of the kids were in mainstream settings uh, and uh, something like, Another 20-some percent were in mainstream settings with paraprofessional aid. So nearly two-thirds of them ended up in regular education. And is this so something... It's, it's oh, I was ask, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask you, is this something that you're going to talk about, um, this new study of yours that you're going to talk about at the conference, or is this well, something that comes out later? later? Yeah, yeah, I'm giving a talk... Well, I'm getting ahead of myself here. There's one whole day that's devoted, it's specifically designed for parents. Uh, we've never done this before. Uh, normally, yeah. we have the conference is mostly oriented toward professionals and practitioners. Well, this year we added one whole day that was in response to interest from parents, and so we've selected. Every speaker is very well known in their respective field. They've all gotten you know stellar ratings from parents in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not necessarily including myself in that, but I, I'm on the parent day. And I'm talking about specifically how do I help parents who come to me and say, I've got a child who's diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder, and how do I decide which therapy is right for him or her? And so I, I'm going to talk about that and the different kinds of therapies, what's the evidence, 
And then I'll talk specifically about the blended intervention approach we use, and I'll talk about that study in that context. Yes, I will. I mean, I uh, think that is the, the question you just posed. It's so funny. I I just had a conversation. My, my mother-in-law um, and I were talking about this over the holidays, um, and she has a friend whose uh, grandchild was recently diagnosed. And this was the conversation we were having, is what you just said. What is the right approach? Where, is, where should his mom go about finding resources? What is the right interventions for the child? Because her close friend, the grandmother, has no clue. And she right. wants to be that guide for her daughter and, and provide the support for her grandson. And they just didn't know. And I, and I, I feel like as much education has been put out there, and I know I do my fair share. I know there's tons of, of great, great professionals out there educating. There's still so much more to know and, and so many people who still ask this question every day. Um, oh, yeah, and it's very frustrating to parents because they don't know who to believe. You know, they hear all, Yeah. you know, each one claims that they have their panacea. And, of course, I mean, there are no panaceas, but there are some that work better than others, and there's really quite good evidence. Uh, you know, this isn't, it isn't uh, magic. I mean, you can just go and find the evidence, but parents don't know where to look, and they don't have the time. So yeah. that's what I'm going to talk about. I mean, as far as the Parents' Day, it's the third day of the conference. And just to give you a flavor of who the speakers are going to be, Mark Durand, you know, who's a superstar, he's going to talk about sleep problems. Kathleen mm-hmm. Piazza is going to talk about eating problems. Bridget Taylor is going to talk about how do you promote independence. And Peter Gerhardt is going to talk about planning for adult transitions, and I'll, I'll be doing the, you know, how do you select an early intervention approach. So it's really all tailor-made for parents. Then the day is going to end up with uh, Bob Ross, who's the head of the uh, Parent Autism Special Interest Group, is going to chair mm-hmm. a session on, um, actually, the, the title is uh, What Keeps You Awake at Night, <laughs> which is what... Mm-hmm. What I was suggested to me by one of the parents I used to work with, Cammy Kramer, and mm-hmm. she and another parent from uh, Washington, state of Washington, are going to be on a panel with a professional, Wayne Fisher from Nebraska, mm-hmm. and they're going to talk just about, you know, essentially what once you've solved the early intervention piece and you get the child, you know, succeeding in school, the first mm-hmm. next thought, next question that comes to mind is, what in the heck are we going to do when he gets to be in high school? You know, right. we're, we're we're starting to think about. Oh my gosh! You know, is he going to go to college? Is he going to go to trade school? Is he going to just get a job? Where is he going to live? And um, that's a really you know, the, the adult transition is the other big question, other than earlier intervention. And uh, we think it's time we you know get get on the ball here and address it seriously. I, I think it's great that you're doing that because it's actually the number one question that we get on whether it be emails or on Facebook. Um, and it's something I feel like a, a, at least a third of our shows really seem to have this message of the future, the, this next generation, because we're, we're living a, a ton of kids who have received early intervention and families saying, okay, now what? What do we do next? Exactly. Well, I have a grandson, uh, Michael, who lives in New Jersey. He's on the autism spectrum, and he's right in that, in the middle of that now. You know, he and his family, his mom and dad, and other family members are trying to figure out. Well, gosh, where's Michael going to go? You know, he's, yeah. he's he's between fourteen and fifteen right now, but before long, you know, he's going to be looking at what am I going to do? Am I going to get a job, or what kind of further training do I need? 
and uh, so they're they're right in the midst of exploring the answers to those questions. And you know, it's pretty daunting if you're not knowledgeable, yeah. uh, you know, where to look. So. Uh, we hope that Peter Gerhardt and then this panel will be able to shed some light on that. That's great. Well, I want to I want to talk more about the conference. I'm particularly interested in um, in you know the the source of this change in this Parents' Day, which I think is a great change in addition for the conference. Uh, but we've got a commercial break, so we're going to take a break and come back with more with uh, Dr. Travis Thompson and talk a little bit more about the ABAI Autism Conference. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we are committed to supporting families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today to let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, creating futures for individuals with autism. Visit autismtherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. Do you look your best? Do you feel your best? While everybody ages, why does it seem to show more in some people than others? It could have to do with what's inside and how it affects you outside. Tune in to Health and Beauty for Life with Dr. Tang and Alexandra. Their training in medicine and nutrition brings proven results with their patients. And now they're ready to bring that knowledge to you. We'll answer your questions and explore innovations in technology and medicine to keep you looking and feeling your best. Tune in Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you feel powerless over what you eat and how much? You're not alone. Find support and hope when you tune into Sound Bites from Overeaters Anonymous. Thousands of people just like you face the struggle every day. It's not just those who are overweight or obese, but anyone who has any problem controlling their eating behavior. This program is important to your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Listen every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for the host or guests, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now... Back to the program. Hey, welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm your host, Rob Haupt, and I'm joined by Dr. Travis Thompson. Uh, Right before the break, we were talking about some additions to the annual ABAI conference um, with uh, some change in focus and some added components to parents. And uh, Dr. Thompson, you started to tell us about the feedback you were getting. And I I was just kind of curious... How did, how did ABAI compile that feedback? Um, I know, as I said, I've been at the conference for a lot of years, and I think it is pre- predominantly teachers and professionals, um, service providers. 
um, who have typically attended with, with some parent involvement. Um, right. Were you guys doing surveys? How did you gather this information to kind of move to this new edition well, really, of that? Really two pieces. There's actually three pieces of information. First of all, we do uh, ABII central office, Dr. Maria Malat, that's a very mm-hmm. good uh, post-conference evaluation. Yeah. Things that people believe that, you know, you, 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 you know, those people never pay any attention to what we say. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> we, we pay close attention to what people say, uh, and we pour over the, all the evaluations very carefully. So that's one. Mm-hmm. And the, se- the second one is I have a website uh, called Autism Treatment, and I did a survey about eight or nine months ago, and I compiled the data, and that was the second one. The third one is just general surveys that have been done about what parents want to know about. Uh, that have been done by Autism Society and other organizations. And, you know, they're all pretty consistent, actually. Um, the, the subjects have changed quite a bit in the last few years as more parents become knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we added a day, uh, which is two workshops, in the morning and the afternoon, the, the first day. Marjorie Charlop uh, from Claremont McKenna is going to talk about strategies for getting parents more more comfortably engaged in interventions. Uh, sometimes parents feel like, geez, this is too complicated, I can't do yep. this stuff. And then Mimi Heineman, uh, who comes from uh, actually a special ed background, she's in Florida, uh, and she's going to be talking about her particular take on that that they used down, she was at University of South Florida before. Uh, so she'll be talking about how they approach, uh, you know, participation among, among parents and helping parents feel comfortable. Uh, and that's you can register for one or both of those. I forgot to mention in terms of registration on the parent mm-hmm. day for that, you know, outstanding cast of characters is ninety nine dollars. Uh, if you only want to go to the parent day, parents can register for ninety nine dollars, which is I think incredibly reasonable. Yes. Then the main day of the conference, at least that's what we've thought of it as in the past, although I'm not so so, so sure anymore, uh, we call it the, the Science to Practice Day. Uh, we have another amazing group of people. Um, uh, some of you may know Jonathan Tarbox from CARD in L.A., uh, and he has put together, I think it's one of the most important presentations that's going to happen for quite a while. Um, I've looked at it in advance, uh, so I, I know what I'm talking about. He's going to talk about uh, how you teach perspective taking and about what are sometimes called executive function skills. In other words, how do I understand the implications of what I do? How do I understand other people's motives? How do I understand how other people think and feel about situations? And it's just an absolutely amazing presentation. I mean, that's going to be terrific. Aben um, Stammer, who worked with Laura Schreiben before, is going to talk about naturalistic community services, evidence-based services. And then someone your your people probably don't know, Glynis Murphy, who is a very distinguished professor at Kent University in the United Kingdom. She is a world's authority on what happens to people with disabilities, and including autism, in the criminal justice system. Wow. And if you've been paying attention to the news lately and the Connecticut shooting, um, yeah. you can see that's a probably a pretty relevant topic. Um, uh, Sharon Reeve is going to discuss generalization of social skills again in natural settings. 
and then uh, Hank Rohn from uh, SUNY Syracuse will talk about his novel approach to dealing with behavior challenges. And finally, Anastasia Dimitropoulos from Case Western will talk a little bit about what does the latest brain imaging evidence show and how does that relate to different subtypes of people with autism and, and what do you do about it. So it's a pretty amazing uh, cross-section and, as you said in your opening, um, uh, appealing to a broad array of audiences. Well, I, I think that's that's always what's great about this this conference. It's I like that there's the part that you talked about. I think we've talked a lot about the show on the show about ABA is is more than just a treatment for individuals with autism. Right. Um, I think they've become synonymous with one another because of the effectiveness, but at the same time, it, it's a science and. You know, one of the things that I find really interesting and I like to talk about with people is the science of ABA and getting parents to understand that there's this this broader understanding, this broader approach. And, I, you know, ABAI constantly reminds me of that. I think this is, what, the seventh ABAI autism yeah. conference? And yeah, how many? Sure. And I compare that to the number of um, annual conferences every year where we're in our 30s. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and you say, hey, there's a science that was along for a long time before Lovas's study. Um, Absolutely, and yeah. And to me, that's reassuring. Uh, we were talking on the show with um, not too long ago where I had a mom tell me that to her, in, to her, that was actually reassuring because she said that it wasn't, it's not her fault. This isn't something that she could have just done or should have done because this is a science that is so much older and greater and grander, um, no different than having to take biology courses or chemistry courses to understand that science. You really need to be taught uh, behavior analysis to really understand and execute and implement these programs through parent training. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And you guys and do a will, great job of reminding that. Yeah, well, you know, I, I I was invited to give some talks in Paris, France, in October, and uh, you know, they're they're just kind of getting on the bandwagon there. Uh, there really? are twenty, yeah, there are twenty different autism centers throughout France that do ABA type intervention, but they're all very small. They're mostly you know half a dozen to a dozen kids. There are really no large, truly large programs. And uh, they're incredibly hungry for information. I, I just had a terrific time uh, meeting all these folks who wanted to know the latest scoop. And the, one of the first questions they, they asked me is, well, you know, we talked to our doctor, we talked to the psychologist in the clinic, and they say, well, this ABA stuff is, you know, it's kind of the new kid on the block, and it'll it'll disappear in good due, due course. They don't even know <laughs> that we've wow. been doing this for 30 years, you know. Wow. Uh, so uh, the people who are on the firing line, the practitioners, end up being the ones who know know the most, and the people in the you know clinics and the universities over there don't seem to know as much about it, which is kind of surprising. But uh, the, but they're very welcoming. Uh, you know, I visited two wonderful programs, one in Paris and one in a city about twenty five miles outside of Paris, and they're doing a great job. And I'm I'm very impressed. Oh, that's awesome. I, I really I feel like I'm so keyed into what's happening in America right now and what we're doing on a day-to-day basis, being more of a practitioner. Uh, I, I lose sight of what's going on internationally. So that's really cool to know that there, yeah. there is that you know, excitement. 
I should give your your listeners a couple of leads. There's a if you want to check out the conference itself, mm-hmm. um, you need to log on to the ABA website, and it's ABA followed by the word international, no space, ABA International dot org. Mm-hmm. And if they look under events and click events, you'll see it there. And you know, there's so much information I can't possibly begin to cover it here. But <laughs> that way, you'll you'll see all the different options that are available yeah. and the topics and learn about the people. The other yeah. thing that your folks might be interested in is I have a website which I mentioned called Autism Treatment, which is updated weekly, and mm-hmm. uh, it's really intended for parents and practitioners. And mm-hmm. I, I have usually a review of three of the latest studies that have been done. Um, try to I try to put it in English so so people who don't speak who don't speak researchies will understand it That's and uh, talk a little bit about sometimes politics as it intersects with autism and yeah. um, I try to tell people you know what are some of the historic landmarks that happened on this date. Mm-hmm. In the field of autism, when was the first study of this, and you know, and so forth. And uh, then I have a frequently asked questions section. Uh, practically every question I've ever been asked, I put in there. Nice. Uh, and you know, references, you know, resources for people to find. You know, where can I learn more? So, uh, some of your your listeners may like that. The, the website is just simple: travisithompson.net. And if they try that, they'll find the website. Uh, I haven't updated this week because I took Christmas off, but um, it'll be updated in the next few days. So wow, I that's think, great. Yeah, I think your your you know your listeners will will find it actually quite useful. It's, I, I don't I haven't gotten the word out very effectively, but it, it's I think it is one of the better autism websites actually. Well, you you said something that I actually you know. I agree with, and I, I've seen you do at some of uh, some of your talks. Is is not shy away, and and talk about the politics of what's going on. And I think that's really important for us. And I know that I think I, I've seen a few people do it, as specifically at the conference we're talking about. Where hey, this is an important issue, and maybe is a little controversial, or maybe it would start a bit of an argument. Um, maybe there's a political issue. We- need to discuss, but we have to talk about it because if we don't, we're just kind of, you know, we just dance around it. We're not really addressing the needs of the parents or the kids or, or our profession by not having the dialogue. And one um, of the things about, you know, for parents attending this kind of conference, why it's so relevant, uh, there are over 22 or 2300 publications a year on autism. Mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine it. That's about six a day. Well, how many of us can read six articles a day? Yep. You know? So we have no way of keeping track of all that stuff. And what the people at the conference do is we pick out essentially a dozen or so, I think there are 14 speakers this year, of the main issues, you know, questions that you want to ask. And these people do all that work for you. They go out there and they get all the information, and then they present it to you in a way that makes sense to ordinary mortals. Uh, and uh, I think it's an incredible service. I, I think you know a lot of your listeners, listeners will, will love it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, we are right up against another break, so we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back after this.
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we are committed to supporting families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today to let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, creating futures for individuals with autism. Visit AutismTherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. In your family, what is most important to you? Is it health? Relationships? How about getting along better with your kids or your parents? Maybe it has to do with losing pounds or gaining financially. Whatever the problems you face in your family, you'll want to tune in to Family First with your host, author, and speaker, Randy Rolfe. Since 1985, Randy has become the foremost expert on matters concerning the family, and she can help you. Family First airs live every Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for the host or guests, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm your host, Rob Haup, and we are back with our final segment with Dr. Travis Thompson. Um, Dr. Thompson, you know, we were talking about all of the information available on ABAI International and um, the different conversations. And, and I, what you were saying right before the break about, you know, there's over 3,000 articles a year to read and no one can read and break it all down. And, and that's one of the benefits of the conference. But I was, I was wondering is, I, I love the conference. I love going there. I love traveling. I love how we're in a new place each year. And I'm really excited for Portland, actually, this year, because I think that's just one of the best cities in the country. I've, I've always had a great time visiting family and friends there. Um, but I was wondering, is there, is there any discussion um, or thought about maybe moving to uh, like a webcast, um, Skyped-in type attendance where parents who maybe can't travel could maybe come to see some of the speakers um, and maybe sit at their computer? You know, that's an interesting idea. We've talked about uh, different ways of making information available. <clears throat> As it is now, you can uh, you can see all of the uh, all of the presentations uh, online, or you can buy the mm-hmm. CD, the DVDs. Um, they're a little bit pricey, but you can do that. Uh, and then you can also use those for continuing education for those you know who are professionals. But mm-hmm. we we have never really explored the idea of having uh, a Skype type uh, mechanism. Although that's a great suggestion. We always have a kind of a post conference debriefing, sure. and what we do at that co- at that session is we talk about well what are we going to do in the future? And this is a great idea. Actually, I'll, I'll bring that up for sure. Oh, thanks. 
Well, I just, I love the, when I reviewed the, the, I guess the agenda and I saw the parent day, that final day. And you're right. I think the speakers you guys have lined up are overall fantastic. But, um, I, I, I love hearing Peter's work and, um, Peter's been on the show actually before as well, talking about adult transition and the supports necessary. And I've seen, uh, a few of the other speakers. I mean, Kathleen's work in, in terms of looking at um, some of the feeding interventions, it's, I think everyone I work with who is doing anything with feeding is always quoting that and, and learning from it and, or has learned from it already. And you, you know how important this, these conversations are. And I'm, I love that you guys are doing the sleep presentation mm-hmm. because I think that's one that I know I actually feel really weak with and would want help with. So not just a parent needing help, but I as a professional could use help. But I'm thinking about how could, how does someone get this information if maybe they can't attend live? And I actually forgot about the DVDs and that you can actually buy the DVD off the website and review yep. off of, um, at your own time, which I think is awesome. Yeah, quite a few de- uh, people do take advantage of that. And it's unfortunate that that's not well publicized. Uh, I mean, we try, but it, it, the word doesn't necessarily get out. Uh, you know how hard it is to, to yeah, spread the information sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the idea of some type of, type of Skype or other webcasting is probably one of the way to go. Uh, I'm not sure you'd want to do that instead of the conference, but I think it's something. Oh, no. That, Something you might do in addition to the conference. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take that up with the next year. By the way, uh, Jennifer Zarconi and Wayne Fisher are going to take over as chairs of the conference. So, okay. Uh, uh, hopefully, we'll we'll you know we'll see a little slightly different flavor, but I'm sure it'll be the same general tradition. We're trying to combine both basic science and uh, very much a practitioner or parent orientation. You know, Jennifer's background is in both in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and she will be trying to bring in, I think, some of the also some of the educational implications. So it'll, it should be the same type of conference and maybe better. So I look forward well, to that. I, too. I think you guys have done a great job. I mean, I've seen the, the conference evolve and change in the last. I think this is my fifth. This will be my fifth year going to the conference, and just I see the attendance increasing. I see not just from BCBAs, not just from people who are maybe teachers, but the, like like you were saying, the parents' involvement is cre- increasing. I think this third day is going to be really huge to keep that involvement. And I'm, I'm really glad you were here joining us today because, like you said, it is hard to get the word out. But, hey, I'm, I'm sure there's some parents who are listening right now who are thinking – I can't go to Portland, but I'm going to get those DVDs or I'm going to go right. to these websites and learn a little bit. And I am constantly impressed by our listeners and by our audience because the, the word is spreading. You know, we do so much oh, more yeah. on the internet and on Facebook. And I'm always amazed by how one comment or one little video really, really spreads the word of, hey, this is something you should check out. This is something uh, you should if, learn. If you ring the right bell. Uh, then it resonates, and, and yeah. pretty pretty soon everyone hears about it. So yeah. yeah, I really appreciate the chance to talk with your audience. It's uh, it's exciting, and I think they'll you know learn a lot if they are able to participate. And even if they can't, uh, there will be people, their friends, or other parents will go, and they'll come back and share what they've learned with them. 
Well, I think, like you said, I, I encourage our audience uh, to to you know, learn more about the conference, to to look into the ABAI's website, to go to your website, learn more. Um, but I know I'm going to go to the conference and do my best to share the things that resonate with me that can really impact our audience. Um, great. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I yep. really appreciate it. Have a, have a great rest of your holiday uh, and a, a very happy new year. Thanks. All right. I'll see you at the end of January. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Um, I hope everyone out there is having a great new year, um, is doing well. Uh, I hope the holiday season went well for everyone because I know it can be a cause of stress as well as a, a source of joy. Um, and I think that goes whether you have uh, children on the spectrum or not. Uh, just that much family together can be a cause of stress or, as well as a source of joy. Um, I know we talked about in the, our last show right before the new year, uh, some new resources that we, we plan to bring to you. Um, as I said, I want to really keep going, keep moving forward, discussing uh, the key research topics that are out there, as well as uh, give some different perspectives, including a, a few individuals on the spectrum themselves. Um, it's so funny, after we finished our show before the break, uh, Dr. Whalen even chimed in and said, I've got a few people who would love to be on the show to talk about their experiences um, in young adulthood and adulthood on the spectrum. So I'm really excited to bring those different conversations as well as bring a couple topics that um, maybe aren't the first for us to think about, but really good ones for us to think about as we look about the bigger picture for our children. Um, we will be back in another week's time to have a new show. I'm hoping that um, actually an old friend of ours, Dr. Moko, is uh, able to step in and host a week for me with a, with a good friend of hers who's going to give us one of those topics that is uh, not the topic you think of all the time, but something really important and something good and thought-provoking for us as a community. Um, as always, if you have questions, Give us a ring. Let us know. Uh, more info at autismtherapies.com. You can find us on Facebook as well. That, I think, is the way most, most people seem to be connecting, and I really appreciate all the questions and the comments uh, to our blogs as well, uh, both video and written. Um, and if you have those insurance questions, as you guys already know, uh, please let me know. Those are It's a kind of a blessing and a curse that I love. Uh, it's been leading to a lot of great things for our kids, but it's also very complicated. So if we can help in any way, please let us know. Um, and you can contact our insurance team or even just look at some of the resources we have on our website at autismtherapies.com. Hope you guys had a fabulous New Year's and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. We hope you've had some questions about autism answered this week. Autism Spectrum Radio can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Please join us for another edition next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 